There's plenty of fish in the sea. But the sea is full of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Hey you, welcome back to Two Pisces, a dating and relationship podcast for emotionally unavailable millennials. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bianca Neilshaw, and it is so good to be back in your ear holes. While we're in preparation for Two Pisces season two, we wanted to give you a sneaky little bonus episode. And me being me and following everyone under the sun on Instagram, I thought what better way to add a bonus than take you guys on a little international trip. Now, of course, due to the big C, Australians aren't really able to do any kind of travel, let alone internationally. So I thought, why not take you guys international with us? So I found a really amazing podcast from Gen Z's Julia and Gracie. It's Canadian podcast, The Frequent Criers Club. I obviously fell in love with the name. I'm sure you guys will as well. If you haven't already checked them out, you can jump onto Instagram and you can follow Frequent Criers Club Pod, or you can literally just search Frequent Criers Club on where you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, or Anchor, or anything under the sun. I'm so excited for you guys to be here. Thank you for listening in. Check out the episode going live in three, two, one. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Two Pisces. I've got very um, important people. I was about to say sitting across from me, but you're sitting across from me astrophysically. I've got the amazing Gracie and Julia from the Frequent Criers Club. I would love for you to tell my audience a little bit more about the Frequent Criers Club, what it is and kind of where it originated. The Frequent Cries Club is a podcast that Grace and I started earlier this year, I guess a few months ago. Mm. Um, and it was just born out of these really good conversations we felt like we were having that were similar to podcasts we listened to. Like we would call for hours and talk about like body image and kind of dating relationships. We would talk about diet culture and just like all these social justice issues as well as as well and our perspectives on them um so we thought it'd be really interesting to translate those into a podcast and mm -hmm. it's called frequent cries club because we're both um frequent cries yes. <laughs> yeah we yeah we the other day we were in the car and we were listening to like favorite crime by olivia rodrigo and i started to tear up and then julia also started to tear I up saw her crying and it made me cry yeah so it's just like a whole it's it's a funny you know, it's a funny podcast name. We love it. And it's also kind of true. We're part of the Frequent Cries Club. We were a little bit worried about picking it because we were thinking like, oh, are people going to think we're emotional women? But we think, um, yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with being emotional. Yeah. And, um, we think that, like, it sounds so cheesy, but, like, yeah, being able to express your emotions is, like, a really strong and mature thing to do. Definitely. Um, so we kind of, yeah, like, normalize crying. Yeah. Normalize being emotional. Definitely. Um, you, can, you can do both. Definitely. <laughs> Preach, bitch. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So we previously uh, actually recorded an episode and it's live on Frequent Criers Club. You can jump onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and you can listen to part one of this episode where we kind of chatted about hookup culture 
within unis, within school, this idea of virtue uh, versus sexuality and exploring that sexuality specifically in women. And then we also talked about a couple of the answers to some polls that we did, which was really interesting. So definitely have a listen into that. And for today's episode, we're kind of delving into uh, a little bit more about this hookup culture, but also how um, it's played out on dating apps. You know, are there certain dating apps for certain things? Should I be using one for sex? Is another one for forever? Um, And we've asked, obviously, my listeners, but then we've also asked the Frequent Cries Club listeners as well. So we've got that Australian and Canadian, uh, I guess, perspective. But I'm really keen to jump in, guys. Yay. So exciting. Bianca, do you want to start off with the polls that you asked? Definitely. your story? If anyone, like, if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, I'm a big fan of the polls. I love a good poll. India and I, my co-host on Two Pisces, we're absolutely obsessed with them. So uh, thank you for everyone. Uh, Thanking you again for writing in because we wouldn't have this information without you. So, you know, I'm chuffed. Thank you so much. Yeah, our expert panel. Our expert panel, exactly. Uh, So at first I just asked, I started with a really simple one of do you use dating apps? And I had about 50-50. So I had 55% of people saying yes and 45% of people saying no. I then jumped into the dating apps and specifically what people are using. So I gave them a couple of different options. I gave them, you know, Tinder, we've got Bumble, we've got Hinge and then other. I don't know whether people were using Christian Mingle, like I don't know whether they're using (laughs) a sugar daddy site, like there's lots of yeah. So the most answers that I got... Uh, everyone is using Hinge. That was the major one. We've got a tie between Tinder and Bumble. What did you guys hear back from your listeners? So actually for us, Tinder was the most popular. And I think that might be because um, I think Tinder's a really popular app among like younger people because yeah. I've seen so many students just sit in the library swipe yeah. as fast as they can through Tinder. On their study break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On their study break. Um, yeah. We had... Hinge was the second most, and then Bumble, but they were pretty closely tied. Um, and then we didn't really have too many people select other. Right. Yeah, yeah I didn't have. I didn't think it on top. Oh, I had one person select other, and I'm very us curious. too. She is the girl that it is. Yeah. Well, the girl that um suggest uh, selected it. She's a, a model and a content creator that I've worked with, who is fairly. I want to say she's fairly well known. So she could be using Raya, which I know is the celebrity right. one. That's sure. an option. Um, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to get in there. Can someone try and give me access? <laughs> I want to look at Raya. I want to see who's on there. Like, I want to date Shane Warne. I don't know. I, I <laughs> you guys really probably don't you know who that, that is. <laughs> you no, probably don't know who Shane Warne love- is. I want to see what's going on there. Yeah, it's just like the curiosity. Yeah. Like, what is it, what's it like? Yeah, I want to look behind the curtain. That's really interesting. So when you were saying with Tinder, obviously Tinder was the first dating app, like as in in the app store, that was the OG. So I find a lot of people, um, because of the user experience, that swipe, the swipe is like a, it's a gambling technique, right? So it's that gambling mentality of swipe, 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 kind of mindless swiping. It's almost like playing Candy Crush. It's that... uh, low investment high reward so swipe 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 yay you know it's that yeah it's almost like tiktok like, yes swipe, swipe, swipe. oh i found what i like so yeah yeah basically like that very 100 exactly and you get swipe. that rush yeah 
Yes. You get that rush when you get a match, like you do with gambling. Yeah, do it. If you win. For yeah. sure. If you win. Do you ever win in love? We'll, we'll have to do a whole podcast about it. Interesting that you were saying that a lot of people are using Tinder. I find for myself personally, I came out of a long-term relationship. The last app that I had used was Tinder. And I kind of felt this um, familiarity with it. So I jumped back on. But then we've got so much choice now, like Bumble and Hinge. Like, how cool multiple options as you said it's a massive mix but um yeah hinge was my biggest one which funnily enough i'll give you a little insight into my life i don't love hinge i don't know it's not really my vibe what about you guys that's funny because bianca i don't know if you remember my hinge story (gasps) yes tell the audience tell the audience yeah so i downloaded hinge i think last summer and i was just like i wanted to get a feel for it because yeah, Tinder is really popular among, I think, our age group among university students. And yeah. I've always viewed it as more of like a hookup app, which is totally fine if that's what you're interested in, but it's just never been on my radar. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go download Hinge. It was like, we were just coming out of like the, our lockdown for the pandemic. Um, yeah. We'd been out of it for a few months. And obviously I hadn't, you know, we hadn't been out and like seeing, pe- seeing new people and meeting new people. So I was like, let's just see what's out there and see what happens. And I met this one guy on there who was really great, like such a such a nice person and like a cute guy. Um, and we were talking a lot and I could tell like instantly from Hinge, like you can tell that the people on there are trying to date. I feel like every conversation that I had, like people were actually a lot more interested in having real conversations with you um, in comparison to like what I've seen on Tinder. So mm-hmm. this guy, you know, we ended up talking and he got my number and then he like asked to FaceTime a few nights. Um, like, That's so, and, I know, love did, this guy. Yeah, I love him so yeah he was like really like, he was really putting, he was like investing a lot of energy yeah. into it, which he is so putting, funny. Yeah, yeah, he was putting, putting the eggs on your basket. He was definitely yeah. putting, eggs in your basket which is interesting because a lot of dating not dating experts on tiktok but like people that talk about dating they say it's normal to talk to multiple guys and i feel like it's interesting because there's always this kind of think of going oh no like i don't want to let them down or i don't want to so it's weird like i don't want to let them down so it's weird when this guy's putting so much investment into you because this hookup culture and this casual sex movement it's really you know amounted on the fact that people are talking to multiple people so when someone's just like Definitely. putting so much investment into you you're like what i'm great really, but what it, <laughs> it weirded me out honestly it did weird me out a bit i was like oh my goodness and then we met up once yeah it was very like innocent we and that's the other thing too it wasn't like tinder where i've seen like some of my friends who are on tinder they'll get messages like people are really just trying to hook up like yeah that you know what i'm saying it'll be like oh you want to come over to my place type of thing um whereas it's like we met in a very public space and like he was really like accommodating about making sure it was like in between both of our cities and stuff um oh. and then we just went out and we got coffee and he bought my co- coffee and he was so nice like so nice i want to like get that across but i was just like really not feeling it. And I honestly think a little bit too. I know I said I went on Hinge because I'm not into like hooking up with people, but I'm like, oh, like I was kind of, it was just a lot. Like it was just like, (laughs) I felt like I was like, oh my goodness. 
like this is what it feels like for a man to actually like give you his full attention and I was like I've never like this is crazy yeah do you know what's do you know what's crazy and what I think into that and I've spoken to friends about it when men act in a way that is traditionally seen as good as in like giving you all their attention buying your coffee like this um I guess prince charming thing that's how we like the movies and the media say it yeah we are so socially conditioned to be like that's a fucking unicorn this doesn't happen in fucking real life that we question it and it's a really interesting concept because a lot of people have to and like obviously it goes to a whole different area of you know um abusive relationships and like this it's like a massive um a massive line and journey but I mean people are really I guess taken back when people give you their time and they give you their energy because it's not really yeah. it doesn't happen that much right I feel like almost like the attention span has something to do with it too kind of like yeah we have such short attention spans these days there's so much going on but like that I think is also probably part of why people are talking to so many people because like they can and because like it's more entertaining right because if you pick up your phone and you see like oh it's one person hasn't messaged me but like maybe the, the chance of like somebody else messaging you is higher right so like it feels weird when you're on a dating app and it's like you're the only person that they're like it seems like you're the only person that they're interested in mm-hmm. yeah and it's, it's like almost like a weird feeling that's yeah. So yeah interesting and yeah. i guess that kind of leads into our next question that we um that i asked was so are any particular dating apps for certain things i.e casual sex relationship fuck boys fuck girls and I'd love to go through a couple of the answers with you and uh, let you know, and I want to hear your thoughts. So I had Tinder. Um, I use the most because I'm used to it, the user experience. I also think it was the first one that I ever used and everyone ever used. So everyone was excited about the capacity to have casual sex. We've got another one that says Hinge is for dating, Bumble and Tinder for sexy time. Interesting. <laughs> Mike. I'm like, if you want sexy time, you can go anywhere. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've got Tinder for hookups, Hinge for dates. Bumble is a bit of both. So Bumble is maybe that middle ground. Uh, let's see. what it, We've got, I get nothing on any of them. Ha <laughs> ha. That's hilarious. <laughs> but Tinder is for rootin' and scootin'. And I know who wrote this in. I actually messaged this person. Rootin' and scootin', that is such a dad-like joke kind of thing yes. to say. Yeah, that really is. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. And then the last one is Tinder is for casual sex and for fuck people only. Lol. What are your thoughts, guys? Tell me everything. I've only ever used Tinder, and I did mm. not... I kind of like we were talking about before. I just found it, like, kind of aggressive. Like, the people on there are a little bit... um forward I don't know for me it just yeah. seemed like immature yeah and that probably is partly because I like live in a university town I am of the like university age um mm-hmm. but I think like amongst my friends yeah tinder is really known for just being like if you're on tinder you're going mm-hmm. on tinder for a hookup definitely you're right. not really going on for like a serious relationship where something like I think bumble or hinge is perceived as being a bit more serious especially because on bumble like the woman makes the first move I think that's like perceived with like a more ultimate goal of like dating is what I think yeah. what do you think Grace definitely I, w- I would agree with you and I think that like the thing with tinder though that's kind of interesting is that's always the perception I've had about it as well and it's really funny yeah. because my parents they know about tinder my dad will bring up tinder and he'll be like oh yeah like you know 
that app is just like for hooking up like people are just out there to have casual sex that type of thing but it's funny because I've had like several friends of mine who met partners on tinder but the thing about that though is that none of none of my friends who went on tinder were ever looking for a relationship it just ended up that it like turned out that way yeah they were they were all going out because they were like oh i just want to see what's out there or you know i want casual sex i want to just meet new guys etc etc but then like i've known multiple people who have had like long-term relationships from tinder which is you know kind of interesting yeah. yeah there's definitely a, a certain context that each app has and like it's interesting talking to you because like that context might be different in Canada than it is to Australia yeah um like maybe different in other countries as well but like we were talking about um in our prep call like really as long as you make your intentions clear like it's not that you can't use tinder because you want a serious relationship or you can't use hinge because you want a casual relationship like mm. you just need to be um you just need to communicate effectively Definitely. Like you said, like repeat that communication. Like it's not just like a one and done. You need to be continuous and explicit. Mm Yeah. When you're in the dating pool, you've got to go where the men are or you've got to go where the women are. Right. So it's not necessarily that one app is for the other. Obviously they're all dating apps, right? They're all about creating relationships, whether that's meaningful that's your idea to judge. And I think because there are so many people on Tinder as well, Tinder was the first app that came out and there's a significant amount of people on Tinder. I had the stats the other day. I'm pretty sure it's something like, oh, I will butcher this and I hope that it's correct, but we can figure it out um, in post-production. But I'm pretty sure it's something like 33 million of um, worldwide users are on Tinder and then I think it's something like 30 million are on Bumble. So like there's a shitload of people using these apps yeah. and like a lot of the time I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm on all three. I'm like, I want to cover my bases. Mm-hmm. I want to be on Raya. I want to be on Christian Mingle. Is that something that I want to <laughs> do? Like there's no, as we said, there's, like, there's no rigid way to date, right? You've got to set your mm-hmm. own rules. And number one, that is setting your own rules, doing, you know, aligning aligning your values and then also setting your own rules. You can do what you want as long as you're not hurting people, right? Totally. Exactly. And I think I think you're not alone in that. I know a lot of my friends do that as well when they're kind of on the on the dating scene. And so just to like sort of clarify, would you would you say that most of your responses about hinge? Because you said that most respondents to your story said Hinge was their favorite dating app. Yeah. So did any people explain why, why Hinge? What's the reason that Hinge is so popular? Um, they did. So they explained why they were using specific apps. So Hinge specifically, they just said it's better for dating. Like they didn't really, um, they didn't really explain why it was better at dating. I guess it is number one. It's the newest kid on the block. So different kinds of user experience, obviously you can like people's photos. You don't have to actually um, swipe them. So it's lower investment. I think that's a major thing uh, because it's the user experience. That's maybe one thing that I would think maybe is a reason. Also, it gives you an option to kind of comment on things and create a bit more Um, of a meaningful interaction it's not so much it's low investment yes 
but also you're able to connect with people a little bit better than say your uh, Tinder and your Bumble because you're actually able to comment. Right. You can comment, you can, there's prompts, you can comment on specific prompts so they could say, you know, tell me your best dad joke or what's the craziest yeah. thing you've ever done overseas. And it's kind of a bit more interactive in that way. So I think that's probably why people would maybe align it more with dating or the traditional yeah. thing of dating uh, purely because there's more opportunity to talk and get to know the other person rather than your swipe, swipe, root and boot. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I was going to ask you, like, so mm. you mentioned that Hinge, um, you're not a huge fan of. So why, why, are, why aren't you a huge fan of Hinge? I feel like people don't like me on Hinge. It's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I actually... I don't know. Like I was actually very lucky as well. A friend of mine, you, she was working for the PR for Tinder. So she gave me access to Tinder Gold. So I was able to have all of the paid um, services for free. Uh, shout out to my friend Mads. Love your work. And she, um, by giving me that access, I guess, number one, it's that thing of there's more fish in the sea. So I have more options. I can actually see who's liking me. I think it's also a bit of complex of my own of seeing who likes me first. So I'm like, oh, this is so low investment and a high reward because I can see that, you know, yeah. people like me. And I think a lot of people don't see that with like a lot of the paid option. Bumble has the same as well. Bumble's really pushing to do more premium options uh that you know help you create those meaningful relationships but with this tinder one i've got something like and this sounds like i'm bragging and it's not a fucking brag <laughs> but i just want to explain it but with tinder yeah, gold yeah. you can see who has liked you that you haven't yet swiped and i've got something like five thousand people which is like what the fuck wow. there's yeah, five thousand people but like this is you know people me showing up in people's search engines so like it's also another thing of backing yourself and being like, oh, I feel like I can't find anyone on this dating app. I'd recommend some people trying out some of the paid options because then you can actually see and you can go, oh, and it is a little bit of, you know, vanity validation, but it's kind of nice and it's good to kind of explore because then you can yeah. see, okay, there are actually people that like me. There are actually people that want to get to know me a little bit better. So I think it's not necessarily... Um, that I don't like Hinge. I just think I've had more um, conversations and more uh, options with other people on the on Tinder and on Bumble. But no hate against Hinge, guys. Yeah, definitely should, not. I should I should lean into it. That should be my try something new for this week. Maybe lean more into my Hinge. And, um, yeah. Um, but kind of leading into. I guess that talk about apps being for certain things, we kind of talked about the movie and media kind of reinforcing this social conditioning of men without emotion or, you know, just wanting casual sex mm. and women can't do that or don't want to do that. Um, and a couple of examples, you guys started with a good one, which was Sex in the City, a favourite of mine. I love yeah. it. It's so good. I, Bianca, I think you mentioned in our, like, prelim call that you just like rewatched all six seasons of sex in the city and i'm like hell yeah i did <laughs> yeah i'm on my second rewatch right now i'm on like season three or something because it's just so entertaining but yeah mr big is fucked mm. <laughs> yeah i can't um i can't contribute too much to this discussion i've only seen the odd episode but i saw the movies right yes from that small sample 
fucked. Um, yeah, he's pretty ridiculous. Pretty um, emotionally unavailable. Yeah, yeah, and there's this idea portrayed of like, oh, Carrie can you can you can fix him, and like, you know, yeah. she can just like chase after him. And she's like, you know, some men are just hard to get, and you just have to. You know, she does her little, like, yeah. column t- column voice. Yeah. And she's, you know, she just, there's all this justification of, like, a man being an asshole and a man being emotionally unavailable and how you're just supposed yeah. to be able to, like, put up with that um, as, a, as a woman, um, mm. which is just super crazy. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really good example. And then we also have Bridgerton mm-hmm. with the Duke basically being an 1800s fuckboy. I think that was- He is! Yeah. Oh my God. But that's the thing is like, and there's a massive parallel between uh, the Duke, so the 1800s fuckboy and the 1990s or 2000 fuckboy in Mr. Big, right? It's this emotional unavailability. And a lot of the time as we explore their stories a bit more, it's not just because men are from fucking Mars and women are from Venus a lot of the time it's rooted in this social conditioning and this trauma. For example, with the Duke, we found out that he had a really emotionally unavailable father. He was never able to um, show himself. He always had to prove himself through some kind of intellectual or um, sporting prowess rather than saying, you know, I'm actually a, a good person. And like, I think in the 1800s, it's always, it was this thing about being a gentleman but all those fuckers, like we watch it, they're all having sex behind closed doors. Like they're yeah. exploring their sexuality. And there was Definitely. always this push. It was a push for them to be perfect. And I think, and I sympathize uh, with, you know, the big and the Duke characters because yes, they're fuckwits. Uh, but a lot of the time there is a reason. It's like anything. You know when someone fucking yeah. gets angry at you for no reason, you're like, okay, let's unpack that. Why are you actually angry? Oh, yeah. I'm just really stressed with work and like a whole different narrative. I think what we have to keep in mind, yes, number one, listen to your parents when people are mean to you. It's actually nothing to do with you. It's their mm-hmm. own shit. But I think it's also life experience, especially with Carrie and the evolving, um, the evolving, I guess, talks with her friends of saying, you know, Mr. Big's great. He's got all this money, but he's not really emotionally available. And it was all these different things. And then finally they get to a point, say in the first and second movies where they're creating their own rules when they're in their relationship because mm-hmm. they understand mm-hmm. each other. Now they understand where they might act a certain way and then they act accordingly from there. I think there's also what you mentioned about trauma I think guys men will generally they'll have like one bad experience in a relationship and then this is the trauma that they like carry with them through every single relationship and that happens with women as well but I think women deal with their emotions up Mm. front like right society women are given like the vocabulary and the space definitely express themselves definitely Mm. like guys don't sit around talking about how hard the breakup was like the breakup yeah. that one of them just went through was they just don't do that i fully mm-hmm. know that you know like yeah. from from male friends of mine so i know rare. yeah it's just so rare for guys to sit around and do that whereas with, with women like this is all like we we will we'll work through our emotions until we feel better and then we don't really carry that trauma through generally i don't want to mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i yeah and we are generalizing and i think what as women we have a lot of shit fucking pushing us down the patriarchy of course yeah fuck up but i think 
an important thing about emotions and being able to talk about emotions, emotional awareness, but also this introspection. I think a lot of people, uh, they class emotion as a negative thing, right? But really it's a superpower in the sense that totally. we're able to create this safe space of communication where we can say, hey, I notice you're feeling a certain way. Do you want to talk about it, number one? And then we can, you know, go into future, like introspection. But I think as women, we can really improve the relationships of people around us because we have this ability to talk to people. And some people don't. That's a generalisation as well. Some people might have their own trauma and they're on their own journey. But I think... When a man or a person that you're seeing isn't necessarily giving you what you want, number one, we've spoken about communication. But then we've also need to think about some people might not be on the same level of us as us and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're being your true authentic self and you're giving them the opportunity to talk to you about it, you can't lose. Definitely. So speaking about fuck boys, fuck girls, dating apps and all that jazz, we have a very exciting listener question that uh, was sent into the gals at Two Pisces. You know who you are. Thank you very much for sending in uh, this question, but I'll read it out to you gals and I would love to hear your thoughts about it, I guess, on what we've spoken about today. So we've got listener question. All right. Thoughts on my current situation. I've just gotten out of a four-year relationship and I'm absolutely thriving, happiest and the most confident I've ever been. Fuck yeah, bitch. Number one. Hell yeah. Um, We love that. We love that. We love that. After about a month, I jumped on Hinge, a woman has needs. Yes, you do. And started chatting (laughs) to this guy. Super lovely and funny. But suddenly we were sending essays to each other every day, all day. We've been on two dates. I've slept with him on the last one, which was great but I'm getting serious boyfriend vibes and the thought of being in another relationship makes me feel very fatigued. I've already told him I don't want a relationship, but he's still texting me all day, every day, sending me photos of his cavoodle and (laughs) offering to make me dinner, which is too relationshipy. I love that he's showing (laughs) So nice. And then she said, I am indeed the fuck boy in this. I just want to have a bit of sex and a bit of banter, but I can tell he's getting attached. What's a girl to do? Mm -hmm. I acknowledge I probably should have hopped onto Tinder and not Hinge if I was looking for a relationship, but here I am. Okay, girls, initial thoughts. My initial thought was that when she's saying, like, she's the fuck boy in the situation, um, I don't think like I think as long as she's communicating with him effectively and she's being clear with him like I don't really think she is the fuck boy because I think um like it's completely fair to just want casual sex yeah I'm sure she just means it in a casual way but like I don't think she doesn't really have anything to feel bad about because she's being like a clear communicator and yeah Yeah. it's a bit of an awkward situation but as long as she keeps like being straight up with him then I think um I think like she's not in the wrong like he like I guess it is on him if he's getting attached if she's been communicating definitely and yeah fuck boy is somebody that will manipulate your emotions right they'll be dishonest about what they want up front and like that's what a fuck boy is like they'll Mm. lie but this isn't yeah this doesn't give me fuck boy vibes um it just gives me like yeah you've been honest about what you want and he's maybe not on the same on the same page I also just say um I know this is not what she means, but when she said sending me photos of his caboodle, like that sounds like a euphemism. It really <laughs> does. Context is not. <laughs> what is a caboodle? Isn't that like a type of dog? Yeah, but what yeah. type of, what is, 
I have no it's idea. a cavalier. Is that? It's a cavalier and a poodle. I love that you thought that that was um, that was a term for a cock, <laughs> like, which is even funny. <laughs> a cavoodle or a cock spaniel. There's lots of ways that we could uh, yeah. talk about that. But unsolicited, yeah, unsolicited, unsolicited dog <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, another one we've had is like it shouldn't matter what platform she's on like I know we've kind of had this discussion about like yeah people may perceive tinder as more of a hookup app and like hinge is more of a dating app mm-hmm. but again it just comes back to that communication like if you are being clear with your intentions you should be yeah. able to be on as many dating apps as you want to be on because mm-hmm. yeah like you said like you got to put yourself out there you got it like if this is if that's what you want then why would you not take advantage of all the resources available to you definitely yeah I completely agree yeah, what are you some guys? of your thoughts Bianca Yeah, I think it's, um, as you said, use all the resources you have. Use everything in your crayon box, you know, use every colour of the rainbow. So, yes, I think using all the different apps to your advantage, that means that you can have maximum, um, you know, maximum reach of the people that you want to potentially start dating. I think it doesn't really matter what app you're on at all, as you said, as long as there's clear communication. And we were talking about active communication, right? So this is reinforcing that idea because feelings change, right? You don't always feel a certain way. Obviously it's a bigger conversation, but this happens with consent as well. It's that active conversation and um, evolving conversation because it changes. It can be yes, one minute, no, the next. So I think as long as she's being a listener, as long as you're being open with that person and open with yourself as well, you might get the you don't know. Um, You can't lose. And another little thing, as we said, I wanted to, Gracie, you said a really important point is that fuck boys and fuck girls they're characterized by the lack of transparency and the lack of communication. So a lack of communication is usually not validating someone's feelings. So I think you need to kind of think of your, I guess, definition of a fuck boy because chances are you're really not, you're not a fuck boy at all. You're being yeah. really communicative and you're, you know, you're getting, you're not. So exactly yes I don't know I assume you guys are on the same page as me but I would suggest as long as you're being open you can keep seeing him you can see other people if you want um but you're happy and confident and you're thriving Mm -hmm. and we want you to continue to do so am I right girls yeah I completely completely agree definitely for those of you who haven't listened into the frequent cries club if you haven't jump on there it's such a fun podcast it's got some really cool discussions but they've also got a really cool thing the try something new segment which depending on the conversation that they're having um they're having during that podcast episode they'll then suggest something that they'll try something new but also something that you can try out for yourself so I guess to wrap up our conversation what are we suggesting for our singles to do people that might you know be dabbling in the apps (laughs) So as the single best friend in this podcast relationship, yes. I my advice for the singles out there is to go on a dating app that feels most authentic for you. If you if you're somebody that like uses the apps, try and like try them all out, so, Bianca, like you said earlier, and mm-hmm. maybe stick to the one that feels most authentic and feels you know the most like fun and, and fits with I guess the values that, that you that you have or sort of what you're looking for. And then I guess for the people that are in relationships, I really liked. The discussion we had about communication and kind of that ongoing communication because I think 
Um, a lot of people have discussions at the beginning of their relationships and maybe at some like pivotal moments. Um, but I think it's a really good reminder that it's so important to have really, really like clear um, and constant communication throughout a relationship. Definitely. So um, for everybody in a relationship, yeah, take this as a reminder to, I guess, think of your relationship, think of how you could communicate better, communicate your wants better, even if that's just like a, like a chores thing, like a, like a sexual thing, like whatever it is, just think of how you can be clear with your partner and have them be clear with you. For sure. And a regular check-in option is a really cool Love thing that. to start. I've also seen yeah. this on TikTok. I've also spoken about it with my friend Perry, who owns the co-working space that I usually work out of. Hi, Perry. Great. That hope you're listening. <laughs> but we've spoken previously about monthly check-ins with your partner where you can talk to you about your partner about stuff that you know you're maybe pursuing and how they can support you in a certain way and then also maybe um checking in with stuff that you weren't so you know crash hot about and saying hey you did this and I just want to kind of talk about it a bit more I want to say you know you know I want to see why you did it and maybe a way that we can improve our com- like conversation so even just a monthly or a tri-monthly something like that just to have the accountability yeah but also, yeah, that evolving active conversation. Thank you so much for listening in to this little collaboration with your gal at Two Pisces and you girls at the Frequent Criers Club. Listen in for some more information about possible episodes, more episodes coming out. Uh, let us know if you like it. You can jump onto the Frequent Criers Club on Instagram. You can also obviously follow us at Two Pisces on Instagram. Gracie and Julia, thank you so much for chatting with me. I can't wait for more amazing discussions like this. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, thanks so much, thanks so much Bianca. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. And a big thank you to Gracie and Julia from the Frequent Criers Club. If you want to listen to more of their episodes, you can jump on to wherever you listen to your podcast, search Frequent Criers Club and check out all the episodes along there. You can also head to their Instagram at Frequent Criers Club Pod. Thanks so much again to you guys, the listeners. For listening in uh, to season one of the Two Pisces podcast with Bianca and India, we are so, so grateful for all that you guys do. We've had listeners from all around the world and we are so eternally grateful that you guys are interested in what we have to say. In preparation for season two, we'd love to hear your thoughts of whether you guys want to hear more dating episodes, you want to hear some more stuff on relationships. Do you guys want to send in some questions for us to answer? Our future episodes are in your hands. Uh, You can send us a direct message on 2PiscesPod on Instagram or you can send us an email at 2PiscesPod at gmail.com. If you guys want to record your own listener story, you can head to uh, the link in our bio on Instagram and you can actually record a direct message on there with your voice and send it in. This week I say on behalf of both India and I, From two fish to you, take care of yourselves this week and just keep swimming. (laughs) 